Right here on 105.9 The Region. Today's show is brought to you by our sponsor, Meridian Credit Union. Expecting more for your money? That's wealth esteem. Well, if you haven't had the chance yet, you have to check out the first video from our Explore Vernon series. It's up now on WhatSheSaidTalk.com. We had a fabulous time there. Thanks to tourism, Vernon. And today we are turning our attention to the food and beverage scene. Let me tell you, Christine, it was definitely delicious. It was really, really good. You're looking envious. You know, I am envious. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful town, and, and you'll have to and just wait till you see all the food. But what else do we have coming up today? Well, did you know that 70% of Canadian women between the ages of 35 and 60 have experienced at least one symptom associated with chronic venous disease? Now, that's a condition that occurs due to poor blood circulation in the veins. Dr. Beverly Chan will be here today. She's a vascular surgeon at Oakville Vascular and will talk symptoms. Who is at risk? And she will also go over treatment options that are out there. Great. Which, um, I don't don't know anything about this. No, so we should learn. Mm-hmm. Travel expert Candace Sampson will be here to talk about three amazing tours in northern Italy that can't be missed. She went with Live Italy Tours, and we will also have the latest movie and TV reviews for you in Saturday Night at the Movies with film critic Anne Brody, who... Also sat down with Billy Eichner, who voices Timon in the upcoming Lion King remake, so we'll take a listen to that. Hakuna Matata. Uh-huh. <laughs> and don't forget Whatever to Whatever she said. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk and do download our free Apple podcast. You just search What She Said in the app and be sure to subscribe. She Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. I just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages, and they told me that... Variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that... You could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor, too. So, let's get... A a Meridian five-year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally. Totally. Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch. Rates subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage. Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Right in downtown Vernon is the Okanagan Spirits Craft Distillery, where the charming John McNamara will happily educate you on all things to do with the love of whiskey, vodka and gin. Well, when we started, we was all, it was all about making alcohol from fruits from the Okanagan Valley. And as time went on, it became also making alcohol from grains from the Okanagan Valley and anything we could find that's local, or certainly from British Columbia. We have fields in Lavington and Coldstream where we're growing corn, barley, and rye. Those we turned into whiskeys. Uh, we're also going to use uh, apples. Apples are, of course, very popular, very common in the North Okanagan. We use that for making a neutral spirit. That neutral spirit eventually becomes a vodka, a gin, akavit, uh, and also the base alcohol for our fruit liqueurs. Now, uh, just recently, we introduced a new product to our lineup. Uh, it is one more gin. 
This gin is very unique in that it is color blue, blue from wildflowers, and these wildflowers uh, give it a very unique flavor, but also when you add anything acidic to it, whether tonic or citrus, it goes from blue to purple or pink. Pretty! <laughs> yes, it is very, very tasty too. Tyler uh, Dyke is our CEO. Uh, he uh, came up with this great idea of uh, creating a, like an equality gin mm -hmm. uh, because he has a project called the Legacy Gin, Evolved Gin Project, and it is about contributing to um, the women's shelters in Kelowna and Vernon uh, to aid with transition from bad situations to good situations. So 24% of the profits from each and every bottle go to this um, his designated uh, shelters. That's amazing. Okay, I am keen to uh, to taste this. Let's go. All right, I'll set up two. Okay. One for you and one for your handsome cameraman. I said he was charming. Wow, it's a very pretty pale blue. It's gorgeous. That's really nice. It's lovely. It's really nice. So who does, so who's your, do you, what are they called? It's not a brewmaster, is it a distiller? Who? It's a distiller. We have uh, three full-time distillers and one half-time distiller. He's sitting in front of you. <laughs> the full-time distillers are Peter, the head distiller, Chris, the whiskey master, and then Sonia, our newest distiller, who is a gin master. And is it Sonia that came up with the blue gin? She, she indeed did. Her name is Sonia Martinez. She is born in Mexico City but she is a Latina with pale skin like me. So she's a very, very unique character, uh, but not only is she a distiller, but she's a horticultural, horticulturalist and a viticulturalist, so she knows her way around. And believe it or not, this gin is made by hand. Every bottle, essentially, is all colored by hand. She takes wildflowers, puts them into a strainer, and then puts that strainer into a 20-liter bu bucket of gin. Is it unusual for to have a, a, a female distiller? I believe that there are three female distillers in Canada, so it is very, very um, unique. We um, do all the distilling here at this location. We have a second location in Kelowna where they also have a still. Um, they are distilling there as well. But they're doing usually the primary distillation on either a whiskey or a brandy or even our neutral spirit from apples. We do all the fine distillation here, and including the, the gins, uh, absinthe, aquavit. Absinthe? Indeed, we do make an absinthe. Canada's very first absinthe, we started making that in 2007, just when we were a three-year-old company. Okay, I can hear people asking right now, do you ship across the country? <laughs> uh, we do. Visit okanaganspirits.com. You'll see our entire selection of over 30 spirits, and we ship across Canada and into the U.S. Um, shipping is $25 in Canada. Well, that seems like a deal to me. <laughs> it, it is a deal. It certainly is. Time for some nibbles, methinks, and a quick stop at Midtown Bistro, where Kelly Lacroix is showcasing the best of everything Okanagan. I got my first uh, BC strawberries on the board today. I get all my meats from Helmet Sausage Kitchen. So we got some schnickenspecken ham on there, different salamis, some smoked salmon. I get cheese from the local farmer's market or village cheese in Armstrong. So there's different cheddars and Havartis and stuff on the board. Picked up some beautiful gooseberries today. We get our bread from Sweet Caroline, so it's baked locally. We pick it up fresh every day to put on the boards. And yeah, we make our homemade spinach dip. It's got Zelani's spinach in there right now, fresh from the market. Um, BC Brine does a lot of pickling these days. 
days. So it's just some BC brine carrots. And then um, Reckless Roots does my flowers as well. So we just have a lot of fun putting beautiful things on a board for you guys to enjoy. Over at the Naked Pig, Craig Moore is all about the slow roast. All of our pork shoulders, they're slow roasted in-house here for 14 hours every single day. Um, we've also got the brisket uh, that's uh, slow roasted as well. What we try and do is incorporate a lot of the Okanagan flavors from the different fruits, the cherries, pears, um, and then a variety of different uh, uh, smoked uh, sort of wood that we use, and that really infuses the flavor. What's your favorite? I've got to say the, the badass brisket Philly is my personal favorite. Uh, you can't go wrong with, uh, with our brisket here. It's uh, just smoked right to perfection and uh, is one of our most popular items as well. And cheese. Drop by the cheese shop where Matt McLaren will sort you out. Oh, well, we have all kinds of cheese. So, I mean, from anything from just a washed rind, uh, soft, medium to soft washed rind cheese, to blue cheeses, goudas, Swiss... Uh, Emmental type cheeses and um, how much of the cheese is local? Well, we have a Triple Island Farm, which is a Gouda from from Cherryville here, and we we do carry a lot of Latanta Lattes cheese from Salmon Arm area. We have some from the Upper Bench, closer to Penticton. We sort of get in BC cheeses as as they come because it's, they don't really have a distribution center, and then we get a lot of cheeses from Quebec, but it's mostly all Canadian cheeses basically. If you really want to take your taste buds for a walk, you can join Loretta Friedrich, who's just launched a foodie tour. I've noticed the incredible amount of ethnic diversity in the food in Vernon. It's only 41,000 population. How did all that come to be? Well, it's interesting. Uh, I've been doing a lot of research. As, as a fairly new person to town, I've got a lot of experience when it comes to the food industry when, when I wore many hats in various provinces. And so I've, I'm covering almost literally every day that there is so much value and, and food history with the cultural diversity, the uh, experiences across the board from Japanese to other ethnic groups. And I tell you, this, this town is dynamic. It's, it's not just the sleepy town that's cousin to some of the other uh, Okanagan uh, cities, but this town is, is coming alive and it's busting open and this food scene is amazing. And it starts off with that culture that has been present and there's some, you know, stable, some, some people that have been around for the longest time, but now there's doors opening up, like there's cheese shops and bread shops and, and all kinds of like uh, places to eat, uh, chocolate places, uh, tastings, and so many rooms like olive oil and, and vinegar and etc. So can you, can you see how excited I am about I I, I can't. Hmm, need a little something sweet. Ooh, sweet hoopla. Bean to bar chocolate is um, chocolate that where the producer actually sources the beans and uh, brings them up into their facility, roasts them, and produces the chocolate from a single origin cacao bean. And uh, you end up with a wonderful array of flavors, um, each unique based on where the bean is grown. So is it kind of like coffee? It's very much like coffee, or you could even equate it to making wine from grapes from different regions. Which in the Okanagan you would do. <laughs> That's right. And as, as it turns out, the chocolate goes very well with certain wines. Now, you, the nuts are what you make. Tell us about that. Correct. Yeah, the nuts is a family business, and they're Bavarian-style roasted almond right over here, and um, uh, we do them ourselves here in Vernon, B.C. Last but not least is lovely Carolyn Grant, who recently fulfilled a dream she'd had for 40 years and opened the hot bread shop 
at 60. I thought I didn't want to have the regret that I didn't at least try, you know, something that I've always wanted. And when I moved to Vernon 20 years ago, I wondered why I thought there's no bakery downtown. So it's kind of been percolating and percolating. And then turning 60 just gave me the extra drive to just go for it. And? And I did. And it's fantastic. <laughs> so tell us about your breads. All made here? We make everything in small batches from scratch every morning with almost all our ingredients ingredients are organic so we use no canola oil or margarine or corn syrup we use real butter we use olive oil coconut oil uh, the bakers are encouraged to take their time to so we move away from the mass factory produced baked goods to it's more like home baking so everything tastes and looks beautiful so you gave up all your part-time jobs started the business any regrets none at all no I encourage in fact on the back of my business cards I put do your dream to encourage other people that whatever your big dream is to just go for it. Yeah. My big dream now is to have some of this bread. Yay. <laughs> Next time we tell you how we worked all this food off with a little goat yoga at some of Vernon's most historical sites. And yes, it was followed by afternoon tea. <laughs> What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Let me tell you about my friend Alfred. Alfred has truly revolutionized dry cleaning in the GTA. You see, we're all busy. Some may even say too busy. And Alfred's laundry list of services are here to help. They include wash and fold, dry cleaning, alterations, as well as shoe cleaning and repairs. Alfred takes care of it all. Simply drop your garments off with your concierge or at any Penguin pickup location in the GTA, and Alfred will take care of the rest. Learn more today at alfredservice.com or through the free Alfred Service app. Sign up today and get a first-time discount by entering the promo code WHATSHESAID. Looking for a better brunch? We found it for you at Draco Restaurant, inside the spectacular brand new Toronto Marriott Markham on Enterprise Boulevard. All your delicious brunch favorites, plus signature cocktails, every Sunday from 10 till 2. Take our word for it, you'll love the space and you'll love the food. It's easy to reserve now on opentable.ca or call 905-489-1400. Elevate your brunch Sundays at Draco. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Well, according to a recent survey by Leger, 70% of Canadian women aged 35 to 60 have experienced at least one symptom associated with chronic venous disease. That's a condition that occurs due to poor blood circulation in the veins. So joining us now to tell us more is Dr. Beverly Chan. She is a vascular surgeon at Oakville Vascular. So welcome to What She Said. Thanks for having me. Now, I've never heard of this. So tell us exactly what it is. So chronic venous disease, it's very, very common about, and it could be as simple as someone having a spider vein, so a, a little broken capillary in, in the veins down mm -hmm. in their legs, to varicose veins where our 
they're they look like snakes or little worms on on legs and things like that and a lot of people are afraid to wear like shorts or dresses and things like that mm -hmm. and it's because the blood vessels in their legs they're not circulating the blood back up to their to the heart properly so the blood pools down in those veins because so the special thing about veins which is different from arteries is that there's these built-in one-way valves inside veins so that when you're standing or sitting those valves are supposed to close preventing the blood from pooling down into their legs so it keeps the body the blood circulating back up to the heart but if there's a problem with the valve or some weakness in the vein wall then you're going to start to get those stretchiness and those worms and those dilated blood vessels down in the legs. So in terms of from a cosmetic point of view, um, like even having those large bulging veins down on the legs, that is a sign of chronic venous disease. Yeah. It's funny because we think of it as maybe aging or an aesthetic issue, yeah. but really it is a medical condition. So what causes this? So there's a whole number of different factors that causes chronic venous disease. Um, so I see it more in females, so women. Um, a lot of times is because they've become pregnant, um, they've had a couple kids. Um, just because the, the pregnancy, their home hormones, so the progesterone, um, the increase in blood volume, the, the baby's weight down in the pelvic area, that's going to damage some of the valves family history as well. So if their mom or dad, they both have problems with varicose veins, they're about 90% chance going to have varicose veins in their lifetime as well. So, uh, and then occupations. So standing for prolonged periods of time. So I have a lot of patients who are hairdressers, teachers, um, yeah, but definitely. it's funny because we, have, have we not talked about that sitting is the new smoking and yet... Mm -hmm. I yeah. guess for this, standing. Stand, sitting as well. So sitting for long periods of time and not moving So what legs. are we supposed to do if we can't sit or stand? So you do what I tell my patients. I tell them, like, if they're at work, make an excuse to go to the bathroom. So even if you go to the bathroom for, even if they step 10 steps, that's going to help pump that blood back up to the heart. Or if they're, yeah, instead of going for a smoke break, go, go to grab a glass of water. Right? Like yeah, I get like up that. because I I, right? I sit a lot when I go in, my e in the evenings. I, I work at Global, but I I'm, yeah. um, I make sure that uh, the resources desk is up, like up a, up a flight of stairs. Instead yes. of emailing, I get up and I go and talk to them in person, and they're very nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's great. But yeah, I, I, because I find like I am just sitting all the time at the computer, mm -hmm. and it's like I need to. It's so need terrible to for your body because you're not getting up and exercising. Um, so try to get up and and go use the washroom, go get a drink, or do what's really neat. One of the, my patients came in recently. I guess some of those new smart smart watches, they mm -hmm. have little functions that tell them to get up. Get yeah. up, move. Oh, really? Yes, because yeah. yes, they, were, they were being so stagnant. I know, it's awful. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't really, uh, you can't really change your history if it's a, a, a genetic yes, sort exactly. of passed on, yeah. but how can you avoid this? So as much as possible. So in terms of work and things Just like walking that, it's around. Walking, walking is easy. Or if they can sit and they can prop their legs up as well. Um, so prop up their legs. Your legs. Ele elevate their legs. How, so have a little ottoman. You You're supposed to elevate a little bit higher than the level of your heart. So sometimes mm -hmm. in a lazy boy or a recliner. So even if they're sitting watching TV to elevate uh, their legs. Ooh. Yeah. So what about uh, things like good too. compression socks and then yes. 
That's harder in the summertime if they're going to be outside, but that has always been the gold standard. So compression stockings have come a long way from what they used to be. So a lot of people would be like, ah, 20 years ago, those socks are horrible. But nowadays they're... they're, they're Almost stylish. (laughs) You know what? Like a lot of people don't know that uh, there are such good compression stockings and they can go from, especially like some of my men don't want to wear like the full on mm-hmm. uh, the full high ones that go up to the thigh high but like uh, the knee highs are sufficient some of my patients some of my women they like the the thigh high ones because they're honestly they're a little bit sexy too like some of the styles that they have nowadays yeah, yeah. I've never thought of a compression yeah. shopping as sexy no. but take it away what about um what about, yeah. uh, like, what other types of treatment are there? So there is a new drug in Canada, Ooh. and uh, it's called Venexa. Um, it's been available in outside of Canada for, like, 20 to 30 years, and it's only finally made its way into Canada over the past year and why? a half. I mean, good, but why? Yeah, why so long? I think, lo- so when I, I go to all these different Venus conferences around the world, and I go talk to these vendors, and a lot of times they don't want the hassle of getting through through Health Canada approval. Mm. Uh, I guess there's a lot of regulations to bring a, a new drug into Canada. And they always thought that the market in Canada is not big enough for that. But uh, this one company from France is taking a risk and said, you know what, there's a lot of people in Canada that have varicose veins, chronic venous disease. So they're bringing it to Canada to so try So what out. does this drug do? So it actually has an anti-inflammatory effect on veins. So the problem with chronic venous disease, there's inflammation happening down in the veins Mm -hmm. that causes these valves to break down. So this drug, what it does is, well, it it comes from oranges, so it's a natural product too. and so they've got these bioflavonoids and it downregulates some of these inflammatory markers inside your body. So it helps decrease inflammation. So by decreasing the inflammation, it, de- it actually improves the venous tone in patients' legs. So what have you as a doctor seen in terms of uh, the effects of this? So it varies. Uh, I've had one patient and she loves it. She thinks it's like a wonder drug because... Uh, so I've treated her legs with with a, a procedure, but uh, she still had a little bit of swelling in her legs and things like that. So she started taking Venexa. Uh, a couple months later, she came back and she's like, I don't have cankles anymore. Cankles. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be as simple as that. And then I have a lot of patients that come in and they say they don't have the heaviness in their legs anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So like at the end of the day, um, if they're taking the the product, the medication, they feel lighter. They feel a lot more comfortable. They don't have the pain in their legs. Uh, So they feel better about themselves. for something like legs, it's kind of important because you are conscious Mm -hmm. of that all day and even sleeping. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it takes away, for some of my patients, they get night cramps. So they get kind of like a restless legs at night and they wake up. Yeah. Um, but taking the product, if they take it pretty consistently, they... they and you said it comes from oranges or that's yeah. the place? Yeah. So really? it's, it's oranges grown in Spain. Uh, oh, Spanish oranges. So they're, oranges. <laughs> yeah. so they're harvested when they're a baby. So they're really tiny little, little uh, oranges. And then they're sun-dried and then they're ground up into a pill form. 
So really, that's all that's in it. That's really what it is. So it's the it's so the, there's no contraindications for anybody. So taking the contraindications they're allergic to citrus. <laughs> yeah, so citrus, and if um, so in Canada there is a warning not to take if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. Um, so that because there just haven't been studies in, in patients who are pregnant or breastfeeding. So just mm-hmm. in terms of from a safety point of view, I do recommend if they're breastfeeding or pregnant not to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that when you go to these conferences in Europe, a lot of the the French pa- like patients there, they're all taking it, and even if they're <laughs> pregnant. But I think I think in France, everything's a little bit more relaxed than here. So, <laughs> um, Okay, so th- that's yeah. all the time we have. To okay. talk about this today, Dr. Chan, but you are going to be back again to answer more of our questions because we now that we know more about it, we have more questions. Okay. Um, so, but where for now can people go to learn more and, and get more information? Maybe if I had to get in touch with you. So, in, t- in terms of a lot of, the, there's a lot of good websites out there. Mm-hmm. There is the Canadian Society for Vascular Surgery has a good website. Our clinic, Oakville Vascular, has a good website. Um, there's uh, the Canadian Society for Phlebology. Okay. Uh, so those are really good, more national uh, places to get information about veins. Great. Yeah. Well, well, thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks. What she said. What she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. We'll be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. (sighs) Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian. Expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is Medea Kalantar. She's a Reiki master and practitioner and the author of a new children's book series called Honey Cake, which is exactly what she is here to tell us all about today. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. I'm so honored and grateful to be here. Oh, this <laughs> We're is happy a, to have you. Yeah, this Thank is you. such a fantastic um, idea because the first book in the series is called Honey Cake, A Family of Spices. That's right. And it introduces readers to a diverse, multicultural family that is full of love. So I know what inspired you to write this, and I'm looking at it right now. Right. So you tell our listeners what, what's going on here. Absolutely. So last June, my daughter Shanaz um, told me she was pregnant, and I was so elated and excited yeah, that I was going to become a grandmother. So in honor of my grandmother, my baby, I started to bake a honey cake. And when I was making the honey cake, I was thinking of all the different ingredients that go into it. And I was thinking, you know what? you know, this honey cake is just going to be like my future grandchild because I'm from Georgia. My husband's Persian, but Brandon, my daughter's fiance, is Guyanese and Jamaican and Portuguese and Chinese and all these different ethnicities. So Mm -hmm. just like this honey cake that has all these different ingredients of spices and, uh, you know, different things in it. It's just going to be just like my future grandchild. So that's how the title came about. That's how the books came about. And in about five days, I wrote four books and just kept writing. 
Well, it's great. And I just think it's funny because, I mean, you included a little girl. Yes. Um, and everyone's on the whole family's on the front page. Correct. But your daughter had a boy. Yes, she did. <laughs> Life happens. Yes. That's right. She did. She had a little boy. His name is Lucenzo Calcaria. We call him Luca, like our little yeah. white baby. Um, yeah, because like Nala... You know, my daughter Shanaz is a big fan of Lion King, and I uh, named her Nala. And she kind of looks like my daughter Shanaz when she was little. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was so inspired to write these books because there are aren't very many books out there about multicultural, diverse families. Mm-hmm. And when children go out there and they say, "Oh, there's books just like my family. I'm a honey cake. I'm a mix a little bit of everything." So you know, the book showcases diverse multicultural families, but also showcases that this is more than just a recipe. It's a recipe for life. That that you know, no matter where you come from, what color your skin is, that we're all one, you know, one race, and that's the human race. Uh, so that is really the message yeah. that you're trying to get across. Absolutely. Do you, do you not think that, have we not got it yet? I don't think so, because no? if you think about it, like all the negativity that's going on in the world right now, there's still so much, you know, negativity about color or diversity or all this is still going on out there. So I thought it was really important because I am a Reiki master and a practitioner and I'm all about inspiring love and light and inspiring kindness. I always think that, you know, my I say my religion is kindness. I inspired to do kindness. So, you know, I thought how a beautiful way to showcase diversity is mm-hmm. like through the imagination of the book, the grandmother's baking a honey cake with Nala and then through imagination she's explaining how each delicious ingredient is representing a different family member with his or her unique Give us background. an example of one. So like in the book, so she starts off with telling now, as you know, I'm from Georgia because I'm the grandmother, right? Mm-hmm. And I pretend I'm the vanilla and your grandfather <laughs> is from Persia. So he's the cinnamon. And then she's like, but your dad is like all kinds of spices. Like he's cloves and he's coffee and he's this and he's that. So she goes, oh my goodness, like all these different, you know, spices. And then I say that Shanaz is honey because she's a mix of me and dad. So that's the honey. That's the, the beautiful part of the cake. So yeah, just showing that how beautiful, you know, exotic spices can make humanity. It's just like this cake, you know, we're all different spices. So there is no one ethnicity, you know, we're all mixed of everything. Like, right. for instance, like, what's your background, for instance? For me, um, my background, um, I was born in England, but I have Irish, Spanish, okay. and Welsh. So you're yeah. a honey cake, darling. Yeah, <laughs> well, I say it's I have uh, the brown hair and blue eyes. They, people yeah. tell me that's the Spanish Irish. Yeah. Really? The Spanish yeah. pirates accosting <laughs> the young Irish maidens, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, I, it seems quite strategic that you, you wanted to get your message through in a children's book, essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Because children are quite malleable, and they are Absolutely. they are pretty open and accepting unless they're taught otherwise. Exactly, and that was the most important thing to me because I I never thought I was going to be a writer. I never expected to be a writer. Never learned to be a writer. I didn't. It just kind of came. It to just you. came to me, just like the universe showed me the way, and I felt that this had to be out there. There's a reason I got these messages. There was a reason I wrote five books because there's a series of books, right? It's not just this is just yeah, the first part of the book. When does the next one come? So out? the next one's coming out in. Two weeks, and okay. it's called uh, "Honey Cake Help I Swallow the Butterfly," and it's a play on words. So Nala goes to school, and she's about to present in class, and um, she just starts and freezes and can't speak, and she starts sweating. And the teacher's like, "It's okay, honey. You just swallowed. You know, you have butterflies in your stomach." So she doesn't understand what that means. So she runs home, and she's like, "Mom, I have butterflies in my stomach." And 
the mom's explaining to her, it's okay, sweetie, let's take some deep breaths. And, you know, explains to her that it's anxiety and stress, you know, because life is challenging at any age. So and in comes your Reiki meditation. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Mindfulness. Exactly. So the second book's teaching about how to take deep breathing, how to set positive intentions for the day. So mindfulness, meditation, there's a step-by-step instruction how to teach your children how to meditate. That's, That's so, great. That, yeah. I want to know, though, yes. is there a recipe? For honey cake, yes, yeah, I'm hungry. So there is, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So the end of the book actually has a step-by-step instruction on how to make your own honey cake. Oh, but yeah, absolutely, right oh. there. It's my grandmother's recipe. It's my baby's recipe. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's great. So you are saying that this book really is a, a valuable resource for caregivers. Absolutely, because again, it's just showcasing you know multicultural, diverse family, giving positive messages, you know, and baking is a great bonding experience, you know, with any child that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, they're also learning valuable lessons, things like, you know, measuring or uh, science. But of course, the main value lesson, like I said, was about humanity, that, you know, we make human beings and you have all these different ingredients. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what color your skin is or where you come from. We are all one. We're all humans. And that's all that matters. So... What's the third one going to be? Absolutely. So the third book is called Honey Cake, uh, My Special Magical Powers. And it's teaching children the magical powers they have inside by doing random acts of kindness. So we're teaching kindness and compassion. Little things like smiling at people or opening the door or saying please and thank you or big things like donating or volunteering your time. So again, we're teaching valuable lessons and always showcasing multicultural, multicultural diversity family. So, and the other thing that I also incorporate in my stories is that it takes a village to change, uh, to raise children. Mm -hmm. So there's always a different family member teaching Nala these valuable lessons. So why are you delaying the release if they're Because I wanted them to, you know, one at a time. First was to showcase, introduce the family. Right. And introduce the reason I call the book Honey Cake the series. Mm -hmm. And then after then slowly introduce all the valuable lessons I want my books to teach. So the second one is teaching about meditation, about dealing with anxiety. The third one is about kindness and compassion. And the fourth one is called uh, the circles of trust, so open and honest communication. So teaching the valuable lesson that it takes a long time to build trust, mm-hmm. and you know, with and you can break that trust down very easily with blocks. So there's the imagery of blocks mm-hmm. in there. And the fifth one is called counting all my blessings. So let's talk about gratitude, meaning that we always focus on everything you know we have we don't have. Mm-hmm. Let's you know focus on everything we do have and be grateful. Like I have a bed to sleep in, I have food on my table. Right. You know because everybody. Everybody always wants more. It's never enough. You know what I mean? So let's teach children to be grateful. I think this, uh, have you approached school boards about this? Because this would be wonderful for Absolutely. That's my vision. I really want it to be in schools and libraries and homes everywhere because I think this is a valuable tool that every school should have. Because actually, I'm at a school tomorrow. Um, They asked me to come in and vice principals and teachers are coming all over asking for these books. So you can find Honey Cake, A Family of Spices. It's available online worldwide on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Indigo, Walmart, or, and this is how I guess people can reach you, at honeycakebooks.com. Absolutely. All the links are there as well. All the links are there to to go through. Um, So when the next one comes out soon, and then... 
the space? Is it every couple of months? Or? So I think the third one I'm probably going to release it maybe just before Christmas. Good planning. <laughs> <laughs> Good planning. Well, thank you very much. Yes, this is wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so today. much for having me. <laughs> What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. I just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages, and they told me that... Variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that... You could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor, too. So, let's get a... a Meridian 5-year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally. totally. Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch. Rates subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage. Think fancy fold-away screens are out of reach? Well, things just got interesting with Vista One retractable screens. Three models, smart technology, and innovative components like pleated mesh for extra strength. Transform any opening by adding a Vista One retractable screen and increase your living space, enjoy fresh air, keep insects out, and do it all in style. With a unique affordable line of screens exclusive to Vista One, you're sure to find the perfect design match. Book a free consultation or go online to VistaOneInc.com, like I did. What she said, she's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is Candace Sampson from LifeInPleasantville.com. And Candace, you're here today to share three amazing tours in northern Italy that cannot be missed yes. with Live Italy Tours. Yes. Dying to hear this. My favorite country. Uh, I seriously think you could go to Italy, I don't know, a hundred times and not see enough of it. No. It is no. just one of the most fascinating, beautiful countries out there uh, from top to bottom. But this time when, when I went, we focused on the northern uh, part of it. So we started in Milan, we went to Verona, Venice, the Dolomites, and then dropped down to Tuscany and Cinque Terre and back up to Milan. So sort of like a figure eight mm-hmm. around the top of it. And I knew we didn't, we were sort of pressed for time in some of the locations. So Verona, Venice, um, and Cinque Terre. So I knew that getting a guide is the best way to go because you just you just miss so much if, if you're not from the area and you mm-hmm. don't know it and you don't have time to explore. So um, I, I reached out to Live Italy because I worked with them last year when we did our tour in Rome and Orvieto. And because they're a small family-owned company who's really passionate about Italy, um, that passion goes through to the people mm-hmm. that they work with. So um, they, um, they also keep their tours very small. So maximum of six people. So that means you're not, you know, you're not having to strain to hear the guide talk to you. Um, and they can actually adjust the tour slightly um, depending on your interests. You know, you can spend more time at one thing or move on to mm-hmm. something um, quicker if, uh, mm-hmm. if you're not interested. So um, we went to Verona initially to see Elton John. Oh, yes, that didn't work out. Who canceled? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was so bummed. I even bought shoes, like really like sparkly, fabulous shoes to see Elton John and he canceled. I am so depressed. But you still have the shoes. <laughs> but I, yeah, I still have the shoes. I'm, I have to, I'll have to find somewhere to wear them. But that being said, I had to ask myself afterwards, would I go to Verona um, 
outside of seeing a concert because that was the original purpose for going to Verona. And I would say absolutely, without a doubt, yeah, Verona's beautiful. Um, and our Live Italy guide was able to sort of navigate us through and show us. Um, and one of the places there is Casa de Giulietta, which is uh, Juliet's balcony. Um, and the funny thing about it is... Romeo, it's, it's, Romeo, right. that, that, that Juliet. It's crazy busy there, but... It's like you want to say to people, you are aware this is fiction, this right? This is fiction. And, <laughs> it didn't, it, and it didn't end so well for right. like three, then, four day love story. It's not really romantic, uh, yeah. you know? Like, but that being said, people flock to it to uh, stand under the balcony and, and get a kiss and obviously to rub Juliet's breast. There is a bronze, I did not know that. There is a bronze statue of Juliet and people love to rub her breast. Apparently it gives bronze you good... Bronze breast. Yes. Okay. It, they've had to replace that statue, by the way, because her breast has been rubbed so often. Uh, because it's supposed to give you good luck and love. Mm -hmm. uh, so people are rubbing her breast all day long. So uh, anyway, we... Uh, learn something new <laughs> on this show every day. <laughs> um, so we did that. And then obviously, uh, we sort of moved on quickly from that because we, we were quite aware that it is fiction and, and it was mm -hmm. a little bit of a tourist trap. So we left from that and our guide took us around. And one of the perks of working with a guide is that they can show you things you would not pick up. Like she was showing us things like we walked by an ice cream shop and she stopped us and she said, everybody look at the bottom of this ice cream shop. Old, old building. And it had a gravestone that was built for the foundation that was repurposed, I guess, at some point, uh, you know, over the centuries. Somebody stole it from a graveyard and used it to build this building. Wow. Or she was showing us watermarks from where the river overflowed that mm -hmm. were, you know, 10, 12 feet above our heads. Crazy flooding. Mm -hmm. You know, these are things you would never pick up without a guide. Uh, frescoes on, on random walls that if you weren't looking up, you'd miss, mm -hmm. right? So that's the beauty of having a guide. And, of course, in Verona, there is... The arena that Elton John was supposed to play at that dates back She's to still I know bitter. I'm stuck. <laughs> I want Elton John to see this video. <laughs> um, but there is an arena there that dates back to 1 AD that is still in use, which is unbelievable. Uh, they have concerts there all the time and operas. So it's not to be missed. It really is worthwhile seeing. Uh, next up was Venice. And Venice is sort of the poster child for you need to have a guide. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. you need to have a guide. 65,000 people a day descend on Venice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just even trying to get through that many people to the sites like, the you know, um, the Grand Canal and the Rialto Bridge, like, you need somebody to navigate you through that, mm -hmm. uh, who knows the smaller alleys where there's nobody and can find you quiet spaces to enjoy. So our guide in Venice was incredible. And uh, we also, so we did a tour of Venice and then with a tour through St. Mark's. But she found us places like um, Marco, where Marco Polo grew up, you know, and it was quiet. There was nobody around us. Yeah. And we never have found that on our own. Mm -hmm. And there are other things, too, that they'll, they'll alert you about local restaurants, not the ones yes. that all the tourists go to. And yep. they are, of course, much better. And, of course, the grandmother's there yep. and people are breastfeeding there. I mean, the whole family's there. Yep. And it's there's not a tourist in sight. No, it's incredible. It's and amazing. And, you know, we were there on June 2nd, the day the cruise ship ran into the... I was going to ask you if you were there then. We were there that day. and uh, <laughs> uh, But also it was Festa de la Senza. And our guide able well, took us into St. Mark's and was able to show us where these statues come out on the St. Mm -hmm. Mark's clock they only do it twice a year right which is amazing and she knew so we we're standing and the, there's thousands of people around us who had no idea what was going to happen so that's the perk of a guide right? so if anybody wants to connect with them how do they how do they find out more well i, um, I also have uh, information about cinque terre which we don't have time to get into today but 
you have to do this incredible tour is actually the highlight for me uh, so you can go to my site and you can check out what I have to say about those three tours but if you're looking to book anywhere in Italy for a tour mm-hmm. liveitaly.com is the place to go and that's L-I-V-I-T-A-L-Y yes and they have tours all over Italy and their guides are amazing and awesome plus everybody has to do it uh, even if there's no Elton John. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Candace. <laughs> For our shoes. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, okay. I hate my praise. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, I love sailing. I'm married to uh, yes, I know a man who likes to refer to himself as an international yachtsman. And a fisherman. Uh, oh, yeah. It was a good trout he caught, Oh, huh? my That was word. amazing. Feeds yeah. 20. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> Catch and release, though. Uh, we don't keep them. Um, so this is called Maiden. Uh, is it at this documentary um, about the 26-year-old English skipper Tracy Edwards' dream of racing around the world on a sailboat? Yeah, she had nothing to go on. She tried her hardest to get jobs for the Whitbread Round the World race, mm-hmm. which is now called something else. Yeah. Uh, but this was back in 89, and it was a highly misogynist world then in sailing. She couldn't get any jobs. She eventually got a job as a cook. Uh, but she was treated so poorly by these men mm-hmm. on board that she decided, damn it, I'm going to f- carve my own future. So she found female uh, crew from around the world. She got a secondhand boat and refurbished it by hand, all these women working together. Then they, three years later, they were able to set out on the race, 1989. Uh, just incredible. You couldn't make up the stuff that happened to them hmm. on the ocean. Uh just gives you goosebumps and I I, I, no spoilers but I I must say I'm not a huge sailing fan but I love this so much it was so entertaining so dramatic and I would recommend it to everybody and anybody okay that sounds good yeah it does uh what about um point blank on Netflix Mm -hmm. it's still very good it's not very good? No. Oh. No. It's, uh, and it's Anthony Mackie, which is disappointing because he, uh, he's a terrific actor, young guy, youngish. Mm-hmm. So he plays a nurse orderly whose wife is about to give birth at any moment. Um, a criminal who's just killed a bunch of people, including the DA, has been brought into hospital. And uh, the killer's brother kidnaps the pregnant wife. And, you know, he, on condition that the guy that the orderly gets this man out of the hospital to safety. And it's just a bunch of shoot 'em up stuff, not very creative, not very imaginative. The highlight is the wife. She's, she puts in such a good performance. Um, and Anthony Grillo, who is the toughest of the tough guys in movies, he's been in everything. Uh, he's great. He's so scary. He convinces you that that's him through and through. So, But still. Um, I noticed that you don't have a review of The Good Witch here. Yes, I was just going to say. Uh, No, no, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I don't get W. Oh, dear. So I'm sure you have a copy of it because your daughter Alex is in it. Yes, she was in it um, on the episode that aired last Sunday. Right. I've been looking high and low. And um, it's, well, it's available on demand. But if you don't have it on demand, you know, I can't But you've got to have a copy. You You can send me a link. But then they take a break for Christmas in July. So (laughs) she's not back to finish off her little, I think it's two or three parts, until July 28th. So that's kind of a mean teaser. Yeah. Um, uh, She's a university student, but there's something going on. Going on um, with her relationship with her father, or she wants to be closer to him, or she's away. So I don't know how this is all going to play out. I have to wait until July twenty eighth. Why her lips? Well, sealed? no, because no. Whip, well, yes, it's not written. No, no, no. She's. It's all done. It's all shot. She just tells me oh. to watch it. She's not going to give stuff away. <laughs> she's not going to be a spoiler. Tell her to send me a link, please. Ah, uh, if she has one, I will absolutely do that. Well, thanks, Anne. And we have to leave it there. But there are more, as always, movie and TV reviews up on whatshesaidtalk.com. 
And now you got to sit down with Billy Eichner, who voices... Timon. Timon. <laughs> Disney's The Lion King that's out next weekend. Let's take a listen. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna, Matata, Hakuna. It's our problem-free philosophy. Hakuna, Matata. You guys sounded great. <laughs> Billy, this Lion King has such a distinctive look. It, it's very beautiful. It's like every frame is a piece of art. Tell me about your response to it when you first saw it. I had that same response. I mean, it's really spectacular. I mean, I, I think the star of this movie, uh, the star are, are, is really the designers that worked on it and John Favreau, the director. They've been working on it for years. It really looks like unlike anything I've ever seen. And I think people are going to be pretty blown away. Yeah, no kidding. I've never interviewed anyone who played a meerkat based on a Shakespearean character. I'm, I'm thrilled. <laughs> I've never played a meerkat before this, so it's new territory for me. Have you done me. Shakespeare? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's been around the block. We've, no, we've known him for many years mm -hmm. in various incarnations, mm -hmm. and we know certain things about him, but what did you want to bring to him that, that may have you know, given the Billy Mark? I wanted Timon to have a great mixture of boldness, which I'm kind of known for in my comedy, no. uh, and sweetness as well. Because I think Timon and Puba don't work unless you really believe that they love each other and that they're friends, because they are best friends. They spend their lives together. So even Timon gives, Timon gives Pumba, you know, a hard time sometimes. That's like the comedy and their relationship. But... It's really a wonderful friendship, and I wanted people to feel that. So, yeah. Yes, and but let's talk about his ego. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's an egomaniacal yeah. creature, and that must be fun just to give yourself permission to go in there and just act all big. Yeah, it's a real stretch for me to play a huge ego. Um, uh, but what I love about Timon so much is that he's this small little guy. He's like the smallest character in the movie, but he has the biggest personality. Um, and he has a really huge sense of entitlement, which is something on Billy on the Street, a show that I've been doing for many years. That's also a big element of Billy on the Street is that when I'm in that persona, no matter who I'm talking to, it, I have such a huge sense of entitlement that my opinions and my feelings are the way everyone should feel. Um, and that I always come first. Hey, right? it's your show, your rules. Exactly. But even in Lion King, I think I brought a little bit of that to Timon. I think that was always there, even the in the original. And I think I brought that out even more, maybe. That's great. But, you know, they both have such huge hearts. They, they look after Simba when he's in a rough spot. Yeah. You know, it's kind of tear-jerky a little bit. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that's the yeah, point. You know, yeah. I think Lion King is really emotional. I think that's what separates it from a lot of other movies in this category is that um, there's a lot of comedy. Timon and Pumbaa are the comic relief, but ultimately The Lion King is a really beautiful, moving story about father and child, parents and children, the circle of life, the whole thing. I mean, it's not a, it's not comedic in that way. No. Um, there's a lot going on. In a way, it's a little operatic. That's actually very true, yeah. yeah. And I think that's why it lends itself to being a musical so well and why it made such a great Broadway musical. Um, and I think that it's a classic. So I think classics will always be reinvented in different ways. And so this is just another way to look at it. Well, the way this is reinvented is there's such a, an enormous concentration on ecology and nature conservation. Yeah. Which, 
which we really need. And so I think there's a lot to take away from it. I think people are just really going to love it. I mean, it's a great, it is a tough world, and uh, this is a great escape from the world while also reminding you what's important. Right? Yes. Is everyone crying? <laughs> I hope so. That's why I'm here. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Sounds fun. Well, that's it for What She Said this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back again next Saturday right here on 105.9 The Region. Be sure to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk and have a great weekend. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at WhatSheSaidTalk.com. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four Kids Flashback. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.